everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Bourbon Basics. I'm Dan from the Another Bourbon Show podcast. Uh, today I want to take just a few minutes and I want to talk about the aging process that bourbon goes through. So we started off with Bourbon Basics talking about the distillation and the, the ingredients that are used. Um, we talked about the, the barrel that the bourbon ends up going into. And all of that is able to be controlled by the master distiller. The one part that can't be controlled by the distillery to the majority of extent is the aging process. Sure, you can determine how long, you know, a, a bourbon barrel is going to be aged. But what you, what you can't tell and can't control is what's going to happen to that bourbon while it's inside of that barrel being aged. Now, you got to understand that when a barrel gets filled, it's filled to the very, very, very top. And then it's sealed and it's stuffed away into a rickhouse. As the heat increases, that bourbon that's inside of that barrel gets pushed into the wood that that barrel has created. And whenever it starts to get cold, it gets pulled back out. And it's just a constant process of, of that, that liquid getting pushed into and out of the wood that that barrel's created. And you can't control what that process is going to do. You don't know what exact flavors it's going to pull out of, of that wood to, to give the flavor that you want. Um, and there are so many factors that determine exactly what happens with that within that barrel. Elevation matters, how high in the rickhouse, the, the temperature of the air, um, and some factors that just can't be explained, to be completely honest. So that process is going on throughout its aging process. And that's the reason why distillers have to test each barrel, just take little bitty, um, little small pours out of each barrel throughout that aging process to find out where it's at and make the decision on when to pull that barrel and make the decision that, okay, this one is done. This is the flavor profile that we want. If we leave it in that barrel for any longer, then it's going to pick up notes and flavors that we don't want. If it's not been in there long enough, then you can, you know, keep letting it sit in there so that it pulls even more flavors out of that barrel. And one of the distilleries that I find to be so, so very interesting is Buffalo Trace. Now, in the bourbon world, there is an absolute lust level desire for Buffalo Trace these days. Some of it's warranted. Some of it I don't think is. In many ways, I think it's overhyped. But one thing that's really neat about the Buffalo Trace Distillery is that in reality, they only have four total mash bills. They have a low rye mash bill for bourbon, a high rye mash bill for bourbon. They have a rye recipe and they have a weeded recipe. Now out of, and they use the same yeast for all of it, as far as I understand. But one of the things that makes them so neat is the aging process. When they fill a barrel, all they know is that it's either low rye, high rye, a full rye, or a weeded mash bill. From each of those, depending on what that, while that liquid is in there and pulling those flavors out of the barrel, they don't know exactly what it's going to turn into. But what's neat is that the same liquid goes into a barrel and let's say a high rye, their high rye mash bill. They don't know if that, when that bourbon comes out of the barrel, is it going to be Blanton's or Rock Hill Farms or Hancock Reserve 
or is it going to be um, Elmer T. Lee, or is it going to go into their ancient, ancient age line of bourbons? Something goes into the barrel at from their low rye mash bill. They don't know if it's going to turn out to be Eagle Rare, or is it going to be an E.H. Taylor product, or is it going to be a Stag product? Or is it going to go into their bench lot, their benchmark line or their Buffalo Trace line? Uh, same way with their weeded mash bill. Their weeded mash bill, when it goes into the barrel, they don't know, is it going to be a $25 bottle of Weller Special Reserve? Or is it going to be a $400 bottle of Pappy 23? Uh, they don't make that decision until they taste it and find out how that aging process is affecting the liquid inside. And that just goes to show like how little control a distillery has over the liquid while it's inside of that barrel. So um, aging is uh, where those fl flavors get pulled out of that wood. Um, most, most major distilleries say that the sweet spot is about an eight-year age statement. Um, after that, then the, uh, then the quality of the product starts to drop. And I know you're probably thinking to yourself, well, Dan, what about Pappy 23? What about Heaven Hill 27? Um, what about insert scotch name that's aged for 50 years? Well, quickly, um, Pappy 23, it's very, the reason it's so rare is because in order for it to get aged for 23 years and not taste like sawdust, is that it happens to age really, really slowly. And that's something a distillery can't control. Um, as far as same, same way with Heaven Hill. Um, those are the unusual barrels that pick up those flavors really, really slowly um, that end up making it into those bottles of Pappy 23 or Heaven Hill 27 or Elijah Craig 18, etc. And as far as scotch um, being aged, seriously, 25 plus years on a regular basis, Remember, scotch doesn't have to go into a brand new, never before used barrel. Um, a lot of times scotch producers buy used barrels from bourbon producers. So a lot of that flavor has already been pulled out of that barrel before it even gets to Scotland. And then once again, once it's in Scotland, that same interaction occurs between the liquid in the barrel and the barrel itself. Heat pushes it into the wood, cool pulls it out. And the temperature in Scotland is far different than the temperature in Kentucky. So it's not going through that process of in and out of the wood nearly as much to, to pull those flavors out. Um, so that's the aging statement. Uh, excuse me. That's the aging process for bourbon. Um, and it's really almost completely out of the distillery's control. Um, and we'll talk at a, a future episode about age statements on uh, bourbon and whether or not they're important, hint, they're not. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that at a, at a later episode. Uh, folks, I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you gained something from it. If not, let me know. Um, if there's something specifically you want me to cover, then let me know that as well. Uh, but in the meantime, I hope you have a great day. And if you've got some additional time, why don't you watch a full episode of another bourbon show? I think you